Welcome to Success with Style, everyone. I am Rob Giardinelli coming to you from AFS Cinema in Austin, Texas. Hi, everyone. I'm Lance Avery Morgan, and we are here with the Rebecca Campbell, the executive director who has been with Austin Film Society for decades. Decades. You are Austin Film Society. <laughs> well, you could say that. We're glad to be here. It's so much fun. We're in your house of theater and cool vintage poster fun that's Richard's collectibles and it's just always a good vibe in this in this venue i know and you have no idea how much it means to me that we actually have a cinema right because we're celebrating our 35th anniversary this year and we were at our 13th anniversary when i started and we always talked about if we could have our own cinema how much more we could bring to austin in terms of film culture yeah. because you know this is not just an art house cinema but it's also a cinema tech absolutely so just the fact that we you know eventually took the plunge and stretched ourselves to our absolute limits yeah made it happen is just it just gives me such a good feeling in my heart well it speaks to the germane component of the organization of being all about film and the love of film so for you all to be to be able to share that as an organization is really important yes that's that's how it all started it was um a few folks who were friends of richard linklater um just getting together to pool their their money to bring in a film print Um, back in 1985, and it's always just been about the love of cinema. Well, and the love of cinema and the Austin Film Society, I mean, it was was founded by Richard Linklater, so I think that's really important that he had that vision, and now it's in its fourth decade Mm -hmm. of Mm 30-something years. That's incredible. Yeah, you could say it was a vision. Maybe he was just stubborn. That's right. all he wanted right. to do. I mean, you never known a filmmaker who was wasn't not. stubborn. Right. Exactly. That's that's probably the number one characteristic, right? Tenacious, stubborn. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you've got to be so proud of his. I'd, I'd call it meteoric success. I mean, to Oscar nominee from independent filmmaker, and still, you know, and he's got that new project that's going to take. 20 years. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Right. That's a, we should all start a 20-year project Absolutely. right now, right? That'll keep, yeah. us, keep us vital. I am. It, it will. I mean, the people who live to be in their 80s and 90s, all of them work, or almost all of them work. Like, mm-hmm. I think about, like, Norman Lear, who's, you know, still doing sitcoms at 97 years old. It's incredible. It's so think, inspiring. Yeah, and I think Richard would, be, would love to be in the same sentences yeah. as him, <laughs> as Norman Lear. Absolutely. Two great, two great artistes. Well, you know, he um, he tends to be, you know, pretty pretty low-key and modest about all this, but um, when the Centre Pompidou in yes. Paris calls and says, we want to do a career retrospective on you, that is a big deal. That's as big as Jerry Lewis. Yeah. Because, you know, the French love Jerry Lewis and they love Richard Linklater. I mean, it's incredible. Tell us about that because the Pompidou, I'm sure you've been there before, it's an exquisite venue and it's Mm -hmm. an exquisite, I mean, it's an academic entity. So Mm -hmm. it's a huge, huge deal and an honor for Richard and and you and the organization. Tell us about how that all happened. Um, I don't know um, what made them single um, Richard out. Uh, they, they had honored other American filmmakers. They've honored filmmakers from around the world. So um, so Scorsese, mm-hmm. um, Brian De Palma had, had already um, had this, this honor, but um, his time came around and um, the way they do it is they show every single film that you've made, even ones people have never heard of. Wow. They, they get them all out of the vaults. And they also commission um, a work, so he has to do he has to do a 
where my head is at. I don't know. That's that's my translation of, oh. of the French. Um, so there'll be a, yeah. a new short work that um, that he'll do, and then also. There's three galleries um, dedicated to memorabilia and themes about his career. Um, so when people walk into the Pompidou, they'll see that right away. Wow. And one of the galleries is going to be dedicated to the Austin Film Society. Oh, my God. oh that's incredible. That. One yeah. out of three. That yeah. ain't bad. Yeah. So wow. What do you think wow. has evolved and changed most about the Austin Film Society in the last 35 years? Gosh, over 35 years, um, I feel as if our North Star has not change. Well, that's the definition of a North Star, right? right? So it would be really scary if it didn't change. So it's always been about the love of film and about supporting filmmakers. Mm -hmm. Um, But what has changed is that we've we've slowly grown up. It's almost like a tree and you could cut it and you would see rings of the different um, incarnations that we've had. Um, Because it was certainly when I got there, it was all just running on passion and um, it was, you know, they had just celebrated our, the 10th anniversary and had decided for the first time to have paid staff, mm-hmm. in, in air quotes. Um, and th- and those folks had, um, you know, started showing movies for free around town, had started a membership program. And then they started the uh, T- Texas Filmmakers Production Fund. So all of those plates were spinning, but there was like nothing to hold it up. So um, I was recruited um, out of film school to, to take on the job. And I had nonprofit experience and so we kind of built the board to make it more diversified and add business mm-hmm. people we yeah. um, we you know we instituted board terms we updated our bylaws mm-hmm. all, all that all that boring behind all the that scenes grown stuff. Up stuff honestly I sometimes tell people when I especially when I'm pitching um, people to join our staff I say that our secret to success is we are really committed to excellent administration right. I swear to God yeah that's yeah. that is just Absolutely. it's always been kind of just our secret sauce behind the scenes so just building up um, year over year the most professional staff we could and of course starting Austin Studios yeah. and the Texas Film Hall of Fame mm-hmm. in the same year was the big game changer yeah. for us so we jumped up to a new level and we've been catching up ever since and that was about 20 years ago right? yeah, yeah. Yep, 20 years I was there 20 years ago supporting you I think I've been there almost yeah. every year since yes. it seems like unless there was something dire that came up which was Maybe once, maybe twice, but it is the best party of the spring, I believe, in Texas. Yeah. The the, the awards. Thank you yeah. so much for saying that. And, um, you know, I kind of feel like back then it was almost a pioneering to have something so glamorous right. and, the, yeah. and the red carpet and all that. And it's, right. it's like the scene has kind of grown up around us. And now it's not as unusual to have right. these really high profile events. Yeah, because you would honor top drawer celebrities, those with Texas ties. Always. I remember... Either the first or second year when Farrah Fawcett was honored, maybe the third. I can't remember. I know. I want to say the sixth, but who but knows? was it that long? <laughs> it all yeah. blurs oh, together after all, a while. Yeah. Time does. flies when yeah. you're young and beautiful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and she was, you know, and I remember thinking, okay, wow, this is really something where she called her dad. On her flip phone, just to give it a historical, you know, (laughs) reference of how long ago that was. And, and, uh, you know, that she couldn't believe she was there and being honored. It was just a very touching moment. You all have had a lot of touching moments. Well, and now with 20 20 years having passed, um, there's there's a few people that we've honored who've passed away. And I'm so glad that we were able to honor them while they were still alive. Lots of filmmakers, lots of celebrities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but and a lot of them are still alive and kicking and yeah. working, luckily, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and I want to go back back to that kind of the, the beginning years of that. And, you know. Do we I, have to, Rob? Uh, it's just, just, PT- just, for, PTSD, just for a second. Honey. Uh, not that much PTSD. <laughs> okay. Okay. But just what made you, what made you 
decide, you know, especially because it's a daunting task to take something that's kind that's more grassroots, for lack of a better term, and really make it a formal powerhouse. What made you decide to take the leap with AFS? Um, so organizationally, what was going on was our very first strategic plan. And as part of that, we had said, we need something that we can count on. Mm-hmm. Um, and we thought of it as a million-dollar night, whatever that might be. Right. So that conversation was going on, and um, and then two of my board members at the time got together and cooked this up. It was Evan Smith and Lewis Black. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so they came up with the idea, and um, they called me about it while I was at Sundance Film Festival, and they said, we have to do it the night that South by Southwest opens. So that gave us six weeks mm-hmm. to organize the first one. Wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, there was a, well, there was a mindset a quick that window. went yeah. with that. It all gelled that way, and it officially be, kind of began to kick off yeah and I'm proud of the fact that we had that mindset we we would you know we just would would just go for it we used to do film premieres we sometimes would get three days notice and we would just you know book the Paramount and and fill it up Um, but I'm also proud to say that the mindset now is more sustainable and calmer right yeah thanks to you Oh, I think you well, brought. Have you brought some calmness no, to it based on my the PTSD survival? <laughs> no, no, no. Rate? It's it's my staff. They okay, they they try. You know, they just the sort of say they sometimes just say that's not realistic. Okay. Hey, Rebecca, let's think the long term, okay. and so that's that's what we're doing. So and, the and realism look, and, has changed. What used to be realistic is not as realistic anymore. The real okay. That's a good. The point. North Star. Yeah is tilting another direction. <laughs> I don't know, to continue that metaphor. Well, you know, and you're surrounded by a great team. Everyone we've known and worked with on your team, including you, is really top-notch. What's your secret to recruiting these talented folks? Um, well, it's been just iterative over time. It's every time you recruit somebody, like like one of the original st- staff that I recruited was this little pistolita um, named Anne Del Castillo. She worked with us for three years, and then she um, moved on, and now she's the film commissioner for New York City. Yeah, wow. Um, so you get talented the people. great training ground here. Well, maybe what you do is you get people who have talent and promise, but you get them early in their career so you yeah. can afford them. Right. And then you build, and then, you know, yeah. you build things on their shoulders so the next generation comes in on on their shoulders and it's just gone up from there right um, and now we just sort of hope that our track record speaks for itself absolutely yeah. well and you know it's that passion that your team has mm-hmm. I think to speak to your earlier point it's really all about the passion so I want to go move forward not go back but move forward to the Pompidou because it is coming mm-hmm. up and we want to help you support that and help people dial into understanding its real importance in the world of film. I mean, it's super significant. So with that in mind, and one of the three galleries will be Austin Film Society centric, and Richard is a great film collector, thank goodness. So you're gonna ship things over there or things have been shipped on display, which is exciting. Uh, so how do you see, how do you, how, what's your vision for this? How, how do you think this is all going to play out? Well, it, this is something that we've been um, collaborating with them mm-hmm. on. My um, Our head of film, Holly Herrick, um, who's fluent in French, which is oui, which oui. Really, oh, so smart. It makes it really wow. easy, has been going back and forth oh. with them, selecting um, photos and posters yeah. and memorabilia. So this has been going on for months yes. now. Um, but it is it is their event, and we're just there to have to celebrate. Oh and, just um, there to have a great time and, to, and be honored, yeah, really. And, and to brag about Austin. Yeah. I mean, I think this is sort of Austin's moment, totally. in a way. Totally. Um, it's called um, Richard Linklater Filming Time as Material. So it's that's that was that was their concept. Yes. They understand that that's one of the things about Richard is the way that he works with time and right. all his movies.
Aries, as right, we know. Right. Um, and it's on view from November 25th, which is the Monday of Thanksgiving week, mm-hmm. because right. what did, what is that to them? They don't celebrate. Yeah, yeah they so, don't celebrate. So we're like, fine, yeah, we'll spend Thanksgiving they're in they're Paris. They're thankful for the next uh, French bakery there, down there are, the road. There are like worse I would places be if I was to spend there. Thanksgiving, by yes, the way, than absolutely. Paris in the fall. Oh, yeah. I mean, I figure it might be a little cold and rainy, but I think the tourist factor will be way dialed down. So I think it's going to be wonderful to be there. And it'll be on view all the way through January 6th. Um, and it, they have a cinema, and then they have these adjoining galleries. Well, a lot of our listeners pop over there for the holidays, so this is great that yeah. they can know that they can check that out. They can become more edified in film as well as have a great time. Yes. You know, and feel close to home. Yes. And feel close to home. Be proud, yes. So the connection between Austin, France, experimental film, and Richard Linklater later is going to be laid out to bear. I think that's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a pretty cool international connection. Well, and if you think about the art of film is still relative to other art forms, I don't, I don't want to say in its infancy, yeah. but I mean, it's not more than, what, 110, right. 115 About years that. old. Yeah. So, so, um, and the French really know how to do it. I was fortunate for the first time I got to go to Cannes Film Festival oh, this great. past Isn't May. Oh, great. Isn't that fun? Fantastic. It, right. it was fun, yeah. but let me tell you, it was uplifting in a way that I, I hadn't prepared myself for. Yeah. I did know that you have to, when you go to the premieres, it's black tie. Mm-hmm. So I sort of had that figured out. Yeah. Um, but but what happens is you've probably seen the the promenade that the they carpet. do. Right. Yeah. But once you get inside the theater, it's all, um, it's white, red, and black, uh-huh. and everybody's in black tie. And yeah. so visually, you're feeling very uplifted. Sure. And then you get into the cinema and um, everybody sits down. And then when the filmmakers come in, everybody stands up and claps. They sit down quietly. There's no introduction. The movie happens. And then afterwards, the everybody stands up and applauds and um, and they parade out again. There's no Q&A. There's nothing to bring it down mm-hmm. from the level of the work of art being right. presented for right. the first time yeah. with all of you know French and international society. There. Right, and so I thought, this is what AFS does too. Mm. It made yeah. me, it made it really gave me a sense yeah. of where we fit into world film culture. It's Absolutely. really the epitome of world fil- film culture. So. Absolutely. Well, and also just the the energy share of being around such other great lovers of film had to have really. Help propel that feeling, I would yes, imagine, yes. which is really cool. Yeah, it really gives you a shot in the arm for what it is that we're doing back wow. here. And it makes us so proud that we're able to bring this to Austin. And, right. and, and hopefully people of Austin recognize that it's pretty special to have something of this caliber in yeah. our city. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, I mean, Richard has helped not only Austin, but also Texas really be on the film map. Oh, yeah. Right? So what is that like, being sort of the, the mothership organization that supports that? Tell us about how that works on a wider level in the country, representing Texas as well as Austin. Yeah, because uh, last summer also we were honored by the Carlo Viveri International Mm -hmm. Film Festival. So we were in Carlo Viveri, which is a wonderful little town about an hour outside of Prague. Right. Um, And there was that same feeling of having um, all of, you know, it's this this great um, festival. Well, um, we we promote film culture and also filmmaking. Um, and we frequently have other cities call and ask us, how did you make Austin Studios happen? And, and we, mm. we, t- we tell the story of how that was, um, 
I mean, it's almost now you look at Austin Studios and it's like a found object. Yeah. Um, right. But at the time, it was a matter of, you know, talking to the leaders of the city of Austin and saying, this is a moment where these hangars are going to be just sitting around for 20 years. Why don't you let us use them? And then that turning into something that the city wanted to make permanent when they saw mm-hmm. the glory and the economic uh, results that it brings to Austin. So there's that filmmaking piece um, where we're attracting um, filmmakers from outside of Austin and also supporting local filmmakers. And then there's a community piece mm-hmm. where if people want to get their hands on, you know, some equipment and, and, and try it out, they can go to our facility at Austin Public. Yeah. And then this last piece is uh, the AFS Cinema. So you put all those together and you have an ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And so that's what um, I think our job is, is to try to create, um, you know, a virtuous cycle that's just going to build on itself. Right. Well, well, and it has, and I think that's what, you know, it's success always takes, you know, success, you can have success, it's always building and growing upon it, which is, is something that AFS has been able to do. And it's taken, you know, it's taken 20 years for all these things to kind of come to fruition. It has. So what's a piece of advice you would give to either a new filmmaker or an aspiring filmmaker who's, you know, either trying to get funding or financing and just doesn't seem to be able to, to, to be able to punch through. Well, it, I mean, it is a really tough industry. So we've already said that you have to be stubborn as hell mm, in yeah. order to be successful. Uh, my friend Janet Pearson, who's the director of um, South by Southwest Film Festival, always says, look, it's Darwinian. <laughs> And survival of the fittest. So that doesn't mean that you have to leave it to the industry to decide what your fate is. I think mm-hmm. what the message of the Austin Film Society has always been, um, and our and our other he, hometown hero, Robert Rodriguez, is yes. the huge proponent of this. It's yep. like if you have an idea in your head, anybody can figure out how to pick up a camera and go and 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 make it happen. And the first time you're gonna make mistakes, the second time you're gonna make mistakes, every time you make a, a film, you're, you're gonna stumble in some way, but you're gonna get better and better. So it's analogous to what the Austin Film Society has done. It's iterative. If you can just hang in there, every time you make a film, you're gonna get better at it. You're gonna get savvier. Yeah. That's interesting. And I think a lot of that is the luck plus the persistence. And when I say luck, I really mean it in that the timing of Austin Studios coincided when the airport moved because that's where a lot of the private planes were housed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, just tremendous luck. To, yeah. to go in and have to build all of that would have cost a fortune. So and for I, you to happen onto it, it's incredible. I, I agree. And I don't even know if something like that could have happened in today's Austin. I agree. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I agree. Things have with evolved that. so much. Yeah, they really yeah. have evolved in the city quite a bit. Yeah, so it was luck. Isn't there some saying about luck? You have to be prepared in order yes. for luck to. So that's that's what it was. And we, be able to we, recognize it. I mean, we had been doing strategic planning yeah. and trying to stretch our brains about what can this organization be. We know that we love film. Uh-huh. We know that we support filmmakers, and we were thinking about what it could be and that's when the conversation popped up about mm-hmm. hey let's let's see if we can use some of these old hangers and absolutely beyond so that leads me to my next question and that is so that's been a perspective of the last few decades give us a snapshot of how that vision grows and how you usher in the 2020s and 2030s with the Austin Film Society as the film industry changes as well and how it's consumed and produced. Oh, no. Now I have to be a futurist. Now you have to be super smart. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, super duper smart. Well, you are smart. Well, I but think I'm going to be 
Um, I'm not going to be like a Luddite, but what I'm okay. going to say is there's always going to be a place for feature-length films presented on the big screen with an audience. Mm-hmm. And I think that the evidence for that goes back to the very beginnings of what makes us human. I mean, yes. what did we do, right? Yeah. We gathered around the fire, fire and we told right. stories. Right. That's yes. what that's what makes us human. Right. We make up stories. Mm-hmm. We don't, you know. So, so I think that that... Um, the job of of um, organizations like the Austin Film Society is to keep um, a stake in the ground for that. Yeah. Um, now artists are going to do what artists do mm-hmm. as technology changes and as platforms change and as audiences change. Uh, they're going to find different ways of getting their stories out, and so we will be there to support them. Yeah. We're not necessarily going to say, okay, we're put, we're going to become, you know, we're. Augmented reality and virtual reality is going to now be our thing that mm-hmm. we promote. Right, yeah. We're going to see what they want and need, sure. and then we'll be there to support them. Right. Um, so that's that's a um, that's one side of it. The other is we are going to continue to develop our facility because having a place where filmmakers can go and do their work and also find each other so that they can be co-located and you can get the synergy and the sparks that fly Mm -hmm. when you get talented people who have different skills all in one building. So um, we're going to keep developing the facilities at Austin Studios. And right now that looks like the Creative Media Center, which is the old uh, Texas National Guard building Mm -hmm. where we've done the event Mm -hmm. before. And now I'm excited to announce that the... um, Stage seven, where we've done the event, the roof does not leak anymore. Darn. We do, we that was always the fun part, dodging, because you know it's going to rain before or after the event. Dodging right? Yeah. Bullets, right? Yeah. <laughs> but along with that is an almost 16,000 um, square foot shell and core of a building that we're ready wow. to invite filmmakers into as tenants. Incredible. And we're, we're going to work out deals with them so we can finish out their spaces as, wow. as they come so in. As production spaces. Yeah. Oh, that's production office. Office, yes. Yeah. Yes. That's support, incredible. Production support which is really needed. Well, that leads me to, to our next question. We know how important these young, talented people are. Let's talk about your scholarship program that you have, because you're very well known for that. I'd like to mm-hmm. to talk about that so that our listeners can learn more about that. Yeah. Well, thank you for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's We've, we've um, branded it the AFS grant so that people will understand that it's coming from the Austin Film Society, so they can understand that supporting the Austin Film Society means that these dollars will go directly to filmmakers. Yeah. Um, it used it was originally started as the Texas Filmmakers Production yep. Fund back in 1996. So now we've given out close to two million dollars. Wow, um, that's amazing! Yeah. And we've helped spark the careers of some of today's most exciting and interesting mm-hmm. young filmmakers. Mm-hmm. And um, in fact, our most recent success story is um, Annie Silverstein and her team um, have a film called Bull that premiered at Cannes Film Festival and right. just got picked up um, for distribution. Oh, Fantastic. Yeah. And you saw it, obviously, when you were there. I didn't see you it. You didn't see it. Oh, no, my gosh. I, I, Too busy doing costume I, changes. I, I think, yeah, exactly. No, the costume <laughs> change thing is real. Yeah, no, I messed up. But I did get to go to their party, which oh, was fabulous. Right. Yeah, oh, how wonderful. Well, and that just shows how that that ripple theory can affect so many people. Yep. I mean, it's the because of the support that Austin Film Society and your grants gave, that is now an international thing. Yes, exactly. Right? So people around the world enjoy 
the fruits of that success. Yeah, and of course, a film is a very expensive art form. Mm-hmm. So we're talking five and ten thousand dollar grants. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily think that that would be the game changer, but here's how it works: it's a stamp of approval that the filmmaker can, can then go out and leverage, right. um, because it's not um, it's not just me deciding who who to give the dollars right. to. We we bring in a panel mm-hmm. of um, of experts, peers from across the country, um, three or four people who sit down and go through all the applications. And they mm-hmm. decide yeah. um, who's going to get the grant. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a seed, almost like seed money in, yeah. in a way that mm-hmm. you can kind of use that initial grant to go get more money to mm-hmm. really get your project made. And then we also have a travel grant. So when um, when your film gets into a festival, you're automatically eligible for either a five hundred dollar if it's if it's um, uh, domestic mm-hmm. or a thousand dollar stipend to, to help you get to that festival, and I know that yeah. might sound trivial no, to some of your listeners, but let me uh-uh. tell you, that's the that difference. All yes, yeah. yes. Jeff Nichols, the filmmaker, talks about how that five hundred dollars made all the difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, and, and our, is, our yeah. friend Amy Edwards has told us how important that is to her heart to right. help raise money for that as well. So. Again, the ripple effect that affects other ripples, that affects the world. It's very, very cool. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So back to you being a futurist. Oh, dear. And consuming. I thought I got out of that. No, we're <laughs> not yet. Okay. Not yet. What year is lady. it? Let's talk. What year is it? <laughs> Whatever year you want it to okay. be. So, I mean, you know, there's a real trend for people to consume content on their phones, which is, to me personally, anathema. I, I, I can't do it. I won't do it. Not doing it. So how do you, I mean, as the future you know, seems to get smaller. How do you keep it on a larger scale with the community component of films and the actual act of enjoying things together instead of it being this self-consuming orientation on a phone? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, one thing we have to look at is the rise of the episodic, mm-hmm. and um, it's just really a golden age for television right yeah. now, yeah. isn't it? I sure. mean, how much TV do we all watch? Are we going to confess? A lot more a than lot, we ever did. A lot yeah. more than we yeah. ever did before, but there's so many outlets. I think that's part of it. And you can do it whenever you want now, whereas yeah. Yeah. before you had to be in front of your TV at 8 o'clock on a Tuesday night to watch whatever it was. So you're saying that people are already focused on consuming more media. And and, and they're doing it um, as, as episodics, but it's not gotcha. like it used to be when we were kids, and it was everybody watched the same thing and then mm-hmm. they talked right. about it the next day. Mm-hmm. But that what that means is that there's a whole culture around there all these different niches of people who have different t- TV shows, video yeah. games, films that they're interested in. Right. And so these communities crop up. And um, I mean, the most one of the most um, spectacular communities um, that exists online is right here in Austin. It's fostered by the company Rooster Teeth. Yes, and they have, right. I think, Such a great outfit. 40 I love those million million YouTubes yeah. or, or subscribers Gosh. to all their channels. Yeah. And so and they have an online community and mm-hmm. they're putting out content that people are consuming on their yeah. phones, like 50 little movielets yeah. um, every week. Well, that's working as well. Yeah. I mean, it all feeds together. Um, And again, it's all about story. Yeah, it's all about the narrative. So Mm -hmm. whether the narrative takes five minutes, 10 minutes, or is an hour and 40 minutes, I guess that just depends on the actual consumer and how they want to consume in that moment. So I'm not giving up hope on theaters as a gathering place. And I never will. Yeah, we're, we're, I mean, that's what we're about. Yeah. And um, that's what we, you know, we, we for, for people who don't know the AFS cinema, um, it is itself a found object. It was a, a cinema that had um, 
gone out of business in, in an old in an old oh. shopping mall for for people who've been around Austin yeah. the the Lincoln Village yeah. shopping Back center in the nineties it was the hot place to be yeah this yeah. Was, this was the Fab Theater right. and so we resurrected it and we figured out a, a way yeah. to incredible to do what we do so I would call this the the lucky Austin Film Society yes yeah that's I mean, how, truly. I've, I've always felt that way when we um when we started Austin Studios. From the time we first um, had city council approve the idea to the time we moved in yeah. was nine months. I mean, yeah. that is lightning speed in, really in, in this market. In yes, municipal it is. time. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Like you said, may not have happened like that these days. Right. It's a different world, different era. Yeah. But I think it's also um, a tribute to all the dynamic filmmakers, Richard and Robert, at the helm of that, where they saw, okay, this is, this is happening on a, on a larger level. This is bigger than Austin. We better embrace it, and we better be a part of it. Mm-hmm. You know. So, how do you feel about not and not to get too political? But you know, there's a lot of filming going on in Georgia. There's lots of filming and incentives going on in other states. Tell us how that looks for the future of Austin and Texas as as we evolve as a state and trying to get that back. Uh, you know, I just saw um, a report by the esteemed economist Ray Perryman talking about how beneficial investing in film could be for Texas. And I thought, well, that bodes well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a big Because step. he's unilaterally right. sort of offering that out. Yeah. I think we could do a better job of building our coalition uh, to, to really make our case at the state capitol. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's hard because um, our industry, one of the things that makes it so attractive is you get together to make a film and you drop a money bomb on on a city, but then you right, disperse right. and you, yeah. you you continue on. So it's really hard to keep the the community organized. Right. But the Texas Motion Picture Alliance does a great job of that, um, and I think that we try to get the people who are the salt of the earth of, of this of this industry to mm-hmm. go and talk directly to their mm-hmm. electeds mm-hmm. and talk about you know it, what it means, how much money they're able to make, and these mom and pop businesses right. that it supports. And we just we've really got to do a good job of. Telling our story, and then I think the legislature um, hopefully will get a little more generous. They they doubled it this past biennium from twenty five to fifty million. Oh, and okay, right, that's a good. good. Immediately yeah. the phone just started ringing off the hook, Terrific. and we were booked. We've got you know Amazon, Netflix, um, AMC, mm-hmm. all knocking on the door wanting right. to be in um, Texas. So, um, but you can just look at what's going on in Atlanta, and they are just mm-hmm. kicking our butts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they yeah. have like. 500 movies shooting there. We saw Tyler Perry just open his new, or he's going to be opening his new compound. Which is really exciting. It's super exciting for them. And, you know, I having worked in films here after college and in college and, you know, and, and having that great experience because it's really hard work. If you don't have a work ethic, you build it on a Forget film him. set. <laughs> yes. Or you don't last very long on a film set. I agree, right? yeah. So just, to, and I, you know, and I'm still in touch with lots of people from back then who we all worked on films together, and it, again, it's a community component. And and you know, I just I wonder if other states have that from a work ethic standpoint. I just I don't know. I haven't worked in. I mean, I've worked in California, but not in like the Georgias or the other markets. Where so I'm thinking that the Texas ethic, work ethic, is is mighty and it works in our favor don't I, you? I think that's a great observation yeah. and uh, you know lots and lots of young people come we have these wonderful interns who come and help us out and uh, they they build their resume and they build their contacts so I think it's a 
a good exchange that we yeah. have going on with them. And um, as far as I can tell, they're very hardworking. And I think people learn quickly mm-hmm. that if you want to be part of this industry, you're going to be working really hard, right. really long hours. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I like um, your observation that that's a, a Texas value. I think it is. Well, it yeah. is. And also with Austin Films, and this is why I, I know that Texas is going to have another, is on the cusp of another film renaissance. And that is, it's all about authenticity right now. Any Richard Linklater film, anyone who's ever seen one Mm -hmm. it's extremely authentic Mm -hmm. yeah and i you know i can really see five ten years from now this being the place where all the top films are being filmed we know rebecca's gonna be leading the way yeah we do well so rob um so you're observing that there's a um a moment of authenticity that's come back around is that is that an is that an observation that's that's cultural and has to do with even fashion and style I, i think it's fashion style it's just the rise of social media and you've kind of seen where more raw and revealed is be, is like in the social media posts I'm seeing it's much more raw and revealed now than it was two years ago whereas two years ago it was you would take 75 everyone would take 75 photos and post the one best one and put it on there now people will you know put on I have a friend on Facebook who will put on and apply makeup and show how she you know all the work she has to go through to transform her face every day and that's not the only one that's an example but I'm seeing a lot more of that and I think that's you know because there's always a pendulum and I think that's where the pendulum's heading just from just a societal perspective yeah yeah and AFS is going to be there every step of the way. Absolutely. That's that's one of our values um, is authenticity, mm-hmm. along with yeah. professionalism and yeah. excellence and community empowerment. Yeah. Those are great values to have. Yeah. Those are and, great core words. And you would not believe that what? we are actually almost out of time. What? I, I was just getting up. I know oh you were just getting God. warmed up. So We haven't talked about Rebecca's favorite ice cream flavor. I know. Well, Rebecca will have to come back on as a guest next time. and do okay. this again. And we'll have to do this again. But <laughs> okay. in addition to tenacity, what is one other common trait that you think all successful people in film have? Um, well, I, I think uh, there has to be kindness um, because when, when the chips are down and everybody's yeah. having to pull together to get that last shot before the sun goes down, yeah. the people who don't have good personalities, they get filtered out. They don't get asked yeah. back. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a mic drop moment. And, and, and for good reason. There's no, there's no room for that. Exactly. There's just not room. Well, be a good in host, life. be a good yeah. guest, be, yeah. a good, be a good employee. I know. All that. Truly. Well, this has been so much fun. Rebecca yeah. Campbell of Austin Film Society. <laughs> you are just a blast. I've known you for a long time. We have. It's great to see you raw and revealed. We didn't, we didn't make you cry. Uh, no. Yeah, I Just felt, a little I, bit. I felt happy the whole time. Okay, good. That's because I'm so, I'm so relieved and happy about the moment that AFS is in. Right. Yeah. Well, thanks to your stewarding and certainly with all the team that you've assembled it it doesn't happen on its own so congratulations and everyone i'm lance every morgan with success with style and i am rob giardinelli signing off from the afs cinema in austin texas on success with style reminding you that great style starts by having a unique point of view have a great day everyone bye everyone